The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed in the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Outside the Spotlight with Darnell Autry. If you've wanted to go behind the scenes with your favorite sports figure or entertainment personality, this is the show for you. Darnell has successfully bridged the gap between both and is ready to share his stories and his guest stories with you. Now, here's Darnell. Ah, yes, 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 yes. Uh, Welcome back to, I think it's what, my fifth, uh, fifth show uh, at uh, Voice America, um, outside the spotlight, I am your host, uh, as uh, the lady said, Darnell Autry. Uh, I first wanted to take an opportunity to uh, thank Melanie Albert uh, for a great show last week. Uh, you know, I got some really great feedback from uh, some of my listeners that really thought that it was very informative, and I really, really appreciate her taking the time uh, to come on the show. I really liked it. Thanks for bringing your jungle nuts. Uh, so, <laughs> but uh, I. I it was it was a great show and and Melanie we were, I really am looking forward to uh uh the project that you've got going uh you know with the with the NFL alumni uh so so this show I decided uh, two shows ago I, I briefly talked uh, a little bit about well not briefly I actually spent the whole whole damn show talking about it but I gave a little bit of background about myself and sort of how I came to uh um sort of be the the person that I am and how I ended up right exactly uh sitting in this chair talking in this microphone and one of the one of the 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 topics that I wanted to 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 really touch on because it it, it speaks volumes to uh, sort of my projection and 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 how I viewed uh myself how I viewed my football career uh how I viewed uh entertainment and and sports in general and so this this show I really felt like we should dedicate it to uh my my other passion <clears throat> excuse me my other passion and that is the entertainment world and sort of how I how I Used that, or how I attempted to use that uh, uh, to to you know work on a second career after after my football career was over. And so my my real passion, obviously, with with entertainment. I, as a kid, I've always I was always a ham. I was always the person that was you know making jokes and laughing and and you know doing funny dances and things like that. And I was sort of like a clown. Uh, I, I guess you would call me the class clown. And then as I got older. You know, my, you know, being outgoing and things like that, I always got asked in high school to, you know, uh, do the mothers against drunk driving, you know, skits and different things. And I was always the drunk driver and people thought that was funny. And I really had a passion for making people laugh and making people smile. And, uh, so I, I was really, it was always in me. And then of course, you know, my senior year in high school, I, I did some kind of, uh, it was Barbizon school of modeling or whatever. I lasted like two weeks in that. And I realized that that was not probably, you know, what I wanted to do, or that's not going to get me where I wanted to go. But more importantly, I got a scholarship to play football. So I figured I'd, you know, obviously focus on the, on the task at hand. So, you know, I, 
the real the real passion is 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 always been there, but I I never really got an opportunity to exercise that until I was was faced with some adversity. And as I talked about two weeks ago, you know that adversity came when when I was struggling my freshman year in in, in college, and I really wanted to transfer. And you know obviously it didn't. I wasn't uh, you know I was dealing with. You know, my father who, who wanted me to, to stick it out because that was the right thing to do because I promised that I would go back to Northwestern and, and do the right thing. And, and then I was, you know, again, 19 years old, 18 years old, thought I figured out the world. And, you know, when I was there, I, I really, I decided, I said, if I'm going to go back to Northwestern, again, this is, this is after my freshman year, uh, I said, well, if I'm going to come back to Northwestern, I'm actually going to, to do what I want to do. I'm going to make it as, as comfortable an environment, uh, as positive an environment as I can and, and really try to, try to, try to really make it my own. I mean, if I'm going to be here for another three years, I want to, I want to make it my home. So I decided that I was going to change my, my major. I was going to go from, you know, general education or whatever the, uh, you know, school of education or whatever it was that I was in. I think it was, uh, I can't I can't remember off the top of my head what what school I was originally in, but I decided to uh, change my major. I was going to study theater. I had a passion for films. I always loved movies. Uh, I always wanted to be uh, involved and part of it and, and and around it. So I changed my major, and 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 that was one of the things that really allowed me the freedom to uh, to express myself. Uh, to be the the football player that I that I turned out to be because I, I really enjoyed the theater part of it. I really enjoyed being in class and 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 you know seeing studies and and studying some of the history and uh, of of the of the craft. And I, I really worked hard and I did labs and I was working in you know I did uh, you know costume labs which was part of part of the major and so I had to you know sew costumes and uh, work on crews which we, which meant you moved furniture around and you painted sets and and you did all that stuff and I really really enjoyed it so my college really was a was a great experience for me because I could have my theater on one side I could have uh, my football on another and then I had my social time where I you know took time to do my own laundry and figure out what I'm going to eat next and all those things and, and, and really helped develop as, as a, as a young man. And I really loved it. I really excited. I mean, I took a lot of razzing cause it, you know, that wasn't very common that, you know, a football player would also be in theater. So a lot of my teammates were like, you know, I'm really excited. I can't wait to see you in tights and you know, all that stuff. And of course, you know, the, the theater department isn't, you know, it, it can be not as manly, I, I, I suppose, if, if that's the word I want to use. It would, it, 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 it can be not as manly, I guess, as the as the locker room and as the guys' guys. But I really appreciated um, the art, and I really appreciated learning, and I really appreciated trying to uh, uh, get better and and work on my craft. So that was always a part of it, and a lot of folks uh, thought that I went to Northwestern specifically for that, and you know that that. That was not necessarily the case. That was uh, luckily uh, uh, a positive byproduct of, of of an adverse situation that I sort of had to uh, come to the conclusion and say, okay, I'm gonna, I, I need to do, I need to do me, and and that was part of me. So uh, I, I got an opportunity. So I got my taste in college, and I did a couple of plays. I did a, a play called Boys Next Door, which was. Uh, um, uh, a really great experience. It was a student production, which means we directed ourselves. We built the set. We we came up with our own costumes. We did our own research, and 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 the more and more I did those kinds of things, more and more I did you know plays and projects. I started to really see the similarities between uh, the football and and the 
and the, the, the plays that I was doing. And I really saw that you're still on a team, right? I mean, when you're in a theater company, you're still on a team. You still have a part to do. You still have to do your role. You still have to, um, um, uh, you know, step up when it's time for you to step up and then step back when it's time for you to step back. It's, it was no different than it was in the football world. And you, you, you did practice and, and you, you worked hard and you spent a lot of time, um, rehearsing and, and, and really getting your body, your mind and your body all in the same, on the same plane so that you could, you could really perform and do, and do your part. And that always stuck with me. I always felt like, wow. It's really similar. It's it's sort of and and I as I, as I as I started looking at it, I started to think, you know, I would venture to say that football players, professional sports in general, they're they're essentially entertainers. Okay, they're entertainers, and and as you know, in the in the media, everybody wants to be. Uh, um, Relevant. Everybody wants to be the headlines. Everybody wants to. Uh, they want to do well. You know, they want to. They want to be the best. You know, athlete they can be. But at the same time, they also know that that sporting side is going to end. So they're doing uh, films and they're doing. Uh, they have different hobbies that they're doing. But all of them sort of uh, gravitate to wanting to be sports guys. They want to be still on TV. They still want to be around uh, the football, but they want to be sports announcers. Uh, they want to they be in movies. They want to do commercials. They, so I, I, would, I would challenge anybody to say that football players are not essentially entertainers, and entertainers get paid to, they get paid by the, the, the masses to see them perform. And the better the the performance, the more the masses want to see you. And and it's no different than in the movie business. You know, people want to people are going to pay big money to see Jamie Fox. They 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 love Jamie Fox. You know, and if his performance wasn't very good, no one would pay to see him, and he would no longer be an, uh, as as big of an entertainer, and he would essentially disappear. So. The same with football. You know, the, the, the better off, the better athlete you are, the more notoriety you get, the more commercials you get, the more opportunities you get to be, you know, in magazines, the more that you do, you make money in sponsorships and shoe commercials and all that stuff. So, uh, uh, it's getting, it's, it's becoming obviously a, a big, huge market, uh, uh, of, of entertainers, essentially. And with Ocho Cinco changing his name, it, it, that was, that was marketing. That's, that's Ocho Cinco doing his marketing. He is an entertainer. He's a, he's a, uh, he's a good wide receiver in the NFL. He's got a, he's had a successful career, but he knows that in the end, at some point, you will no longer be in the sport. Football, sports will end. So now, what are you going to do after that? And a lot of those guys start positioning themselves uh, uh, for you know ESPN roles and Big Ten Network roles or hopefully maybe getting a radio show uh, like here at Voice America or, um, you know, they, they, they become actors or whatever. And I've always had admiration for people professionally, uh, specifically professional athletes that see the bigger picture. They could see that they have uh, 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 an audience. They have a built-in audience that, that want to come and see them play football, right? And if, if you're a great athlete, then you start thinking, well, maybe they're going to want to come see me in uh, uh, a play. Maybe they're going to want to come see me uh, uh, in commercials. Maybe they want to see me in a TV show. Maybe they want to see me in movies. And I think the 
that's the growing trend. And of course, obviously, everybody knows that, you know, Michael Jordan, you know, paved the way and really changed the face of professional athletes and professional sports. I mean, with the big sponsorships and all the, all the media and all the other things that you could do, you know, he really took his, his, you're a great player, but took it to a whole different level and became a, a, a legend. Not that he wasn't a legend as, as a basketball player, because he was, in my opinion, he was probably the best of all time. But the fact that he could do films and the fact that he could transform a whole sport, not only just basketball, but he transformed all sports. There was never been an athlete like Michael Jordan, uh, uh, before him and now you have you know the tiger woods and you have lebron james and you have i mean everybody wants to have kobe bryant everybody will you have shaquille o'neal everybody wants to be not just a basketball player not just a football player not just a baseball player they want to take that level and they want to grow their stardom to where you become not just, oh, yeah, uh, Ocho Cinco or Chad Johnson, the football player. You want to be Ocho Cinco, the reality show guy. You want to be Ocho Cinco, the household name. Uh, you want you you want to get to the level where people are talking about your football and your sports. Like, well, that was a good foundation. But what he really does awesome is he does is he does movies. O.J. Simpson, same kind of thing. I mean, obviously, he ran into some some financial and serious serious criminal issues uh but i thought he did really well with transfer with with transitioning from being a professional football player and becoming a a, a celebrity and everybody wants to be and, and it's it's really strange how celebrity automatically equals finances you know i mean kim kardashian i'm not quite sure um, what exactly her talent is. I mean, I think she's a very beautiful woman, but she is a celebrity. Paris Hilton is a celebrity. I mean, these people are getting paid because people want to see them. And, and it's, and, and I look at it when I think about entertainment, I always throw sports in there because it is essentially entertainment in my head. So, I, I, so, and obviously I, I went off on a side tangent here, but, you know, my, my background, I, I saw that not only was it, hey, I wanted to be in the entertainment industry because I had a passion for it, but I also saw that, okay, I now have a national stage where I could start using, um, that national stage and really putting it out there to the masses that say, hey, you know, I want to do films. I want to be uh, an actor. I not only do I just want to be an actor because I'm a good football player or or um, because our team won a lot of games. I want to be an actor because I, I had a passion and I had a drive for it and I have um, the the um, the motivation to really to really be good at it. And and it was the same kind of motivation uh, that drove me to want to be a, a good football player. So, you know, obviously, you know, throughout college, I, I did a few plays. I did a few things. Uh, I, I, you know, everybody sort of, well, maybe not everybody, but they, I had an issue. I had a scenario that I had to run in, if you will, with the NCAA when um, my two my two worlds collided where my football and my, um, you know, my entertainment, my theater um, sort of <laughs> hit a crossroads and, and it, and it, it caused quite the stir uh, around not just Northwestern, but uh, I think around the NCAA and and how do they, um, you know, deal with deal with me um, moving forward from that. So uh, when I had when I had that opportunity when when I was presented with an opportunity, and obviously I'll I'll uh, 
uh, I'll, I'll, you know what? I'm going to actually take a break. I'll get my thoughts together, and then uh, we'll discuss uh, how those two worlds collided. Uh, we'll we take a brief break. I'll be back with you. Darnell Autry, OTS, Voice America. If you're a local Arizona high school sports fan or if you're a transplanted fan somewhere else in the world, have we got a show for you. The first Internet sports radio talk show focusing solely on high school sports is The Coach's Corner with Scott Lovely. Tune in to talk about your favorite teams, players, or coaches. It's 100% Arizona high school sports coverage and a little bit more. Tune in Mondays at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern to the Voice America Sports Channel. The job of a professional athlete is never complete. In Life After the Game, host Lamar Campbell will take an inside look at how athletes are making the transition from the professional athletics world to the professional business world. He'll understand the goals, motivations, and personalities that drive these players off the field and in their post-professional career. Tune in to Life After the Game with Lamar Campbell every Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. You're tuned in to Outside the Spotlight with Darnell Autry. If you have a question for Darnell or his guest, please call 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or send an email to Darnell at DarnellAutry.com. Now, back to Outside the Spotlight. Ah, yes, welcome back. Thank you very much there, uh, Sheila. Uh, I still don't know why. I, I don't know why I keep saying that. It's, it's just funny to me. Uh, so, so I have to apologize because I get, I get, I get really, really excited about about this this entertainment world uh, and how uh, they feed into each other and how I, you know, football and entertainment and my, you know, now, you know, after being retired for so long, I now realize that they're all, you know, extremely related. I know that they they could lead into each other, but I, but now having looked back on it, I realize that they were. They are absolutely, uh, essentially one and the same. Uh, so, so, the, so the first time that my my entertainment and my and my sports world actually collided happened in, uh, when I was in college, uh, my sophomore year. Uh, Shortly after the bowl game, uh, one of the Northwestern alumni, a gentleman by the name of Bill Benley, who was He's a he's a huge football fan, um, you know. But he's also a, a film director, and he's a Northwestern graduate, and uh, he's a really really talented guy, a really smart guy. Uh, you know, he asked me uh, if I would if I was interested in being a part of a movie, and I was you know, again I. I'd never done any movies. I, I've done, you know, a few plays, but I never have, was a part of a movie. And he asked me if I if I was interested in being a part of a movie. He thought it'd be I'd be a great addition. 
I was so excited. I could, I, again, another one of those instances in my life. I was so excited I could pee my pants. I'm like, I'm going to do a movie. And then he was like, oh, yeah, we're going to do a movie. And not only that, it's actually filmed in Rome. And I'm like, wow, Rome? Now I'm going to Rome? That's sweet. So I, I, I was so excited. I told everybody, I told all my friends, uh, and we were going to do it over spring break. So I didn't think there was going to be any issues at all with, you know, compliance or whatever. I'm a theater major. It's no big deal. Let's do this. Uh, and then, Somewhere along the line, I was like, well, let me just run this by Northwestern's compliance office just to make sure that, you know, everything's on the up and up because you have to run by every job that you have uh, in the off season uh, just to make sure that everything's on the up and up, make sure that you're not getting any fair, bene- uh, you know, unfair benefits or whatever. So I run it by compliance, and compliance was sort of like, well... I don't know. I mean, they they were really mad supportive. I mean, they loved the you know they thought it was a great opportunity, absolutely. But they were not sure how the NCA would respond. So, um, you know, our, our compliance office sort of ran it up the flagpole and ran it by the NCAA. And uh, you know, a couple of weeks had passed, and we're getting closer and closer to the spring break time. And uh, you know, still no answer. I'm getting a little anxious. Uh, and you know, it's been three weeks now, and all of a sudden, I keep checking with the compliance office, what's going on, what's going on. Uh, and they would say, well, you know, they're still reviewing, still reviewing. And then finally, I get a response, uh, and the NCAA says no. And I says, okay, so now, I mean, I, so now what do I do with that? I mean, the NCAA just shut down, you know, my opportunity to go to the NFL. And and at the time, of course, it was not about um uh, me, you know, causing an uproar or, or uh, um, you know, making an example or, or standing up for, you know, student athletes across the board. I simply just wanted to do the film. I, I was just, I just wanted an opportunity to do a film. I'd never done one before. I just really wanted the opportunity. And so they said no. And I was, I was kind of, I was kind of crushed. And I, I was talking to a friend of mine about it, and I was like, "Yeah, you know, I had this opportunity to do the film, and uh, the NCA said no." And and their rationale it, it makes complete sense. I mean, their their rationale essentially was that you know we don't want you know student athletes to think that if they go to Northwestern, uh, you can be in movies. You know, that's that's an unfair recruiting advantage. I get that. I that is that was never a, a question in my mind. Uh, you know, I, I get why the NCA has as many rules as they do is because if they didn't have those many rules, I mean, for every rule they have, somebody's broken that rule, and that's why there's a rule in place. So, you know, I, I got it. It it made sense, but it still didn't help me get this film. It this this didn't help me actually get an opportunity to do the film and I was telling a friend about it and I was like yeah you know, I really want to do this film and now that I think about it you know I don't know what the difference is between um, a writer um, going to work for like a magazine company and me being a theater major going to do a film I didn't I didn't think that that was I, I didn't get the difference I didn't I didn't know why I was th- this circumstance was was any different so I was talking to a friend of mine I was, I was sharing that with him and he said, you know, I have I have an attorney friend, and you should talk to her because, well, actually not an attorney friend, it was actually his sister. And he said, you know, you should talk to my sister because that doesn't sound that doesn't sound right. That doesn't sound like you know uh, that they should be able to do that. So I I 
read it by a sister and she was like, yeah, you know, that, that, that isn't right. You know, they looked at the, the manual with the NCAA and they didn't see what the difference was if a, a computer tech student went to work for IBM and a theater major wanted to do a film or a TV show. Well, they didn't see what the difference was. So, we started slowly but surely, well, not slowly but surely, because time was pushing. And by this time, we were days away from, you know, a spring break. So I was like, oh, this is definitely not happening. But, you know, uh, maybe. I mean, and as and as time's going, you know, as time's going by, my part starts getting smaller and smaller as we get closer to the approaching date. So, you know, it got, it obviously got a lot of attention really, really quickly. I mean, as soon as, you know, the media got a hold of, you know, our story, we just were in the media with the Rose Bowl, and then now the NCAA, the big bad NCAA is telling Darnell Autry you can't go do a film, and, you know, blah, blah, blah. So the media really took to it, and, you know, again, at the time, you know, my point was not to, I didn't, I had no uh, uh, ambition to, you know, get rich off of it or, 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 or have any financial gain. I simply just wanted to do the film. That's it. That's all. And, of course, now there was chatter between, you know, my attorneys at the time, and now they were officially my attorneys, uh, and the NCAA, and, and there was some pushback, and there was some stalling, and there was, you know, they said this, and then we said that, and it was back and forth, and, uh, you know, we had spring break had come and went, and I was like, ah, oh, what's going to happen? And, and then they came back, and finally they were like, all right, you can do it. But we're still reviewing it, and if we, when we review it, and you come back, and we review that it, we don't think that it was satisfactory, then you, it could cost you your scholarship. So I was, I was freaking out. I mean, I was excited, but I was freaked out because now I'm going to lose my scholarship. I, I just, I just want to do the film. That's all. I just want to do the film, you know, and, and then they said, okay, all right, you could do it and maybe you won't lose your scholarship, but you can do it, and you can't get paid for it because now you're past the spring break, and so now you have to go during the week, and so you know our rules books say specifically that you can't get paid unless it's during a break. Hey, I, I was fine, perfect. I don't care, perfect. They said, but they can pay for everything else, but you just can't get paid for it. I'm like, perfect. So I got an opportunity. I flew all the way to Rome. Uh, entertainment television got a, hurt, uh, got a hold of the story, and I did a bit part with uh, ETV, and they came out, and they were, I'm in Rome. Uh, you know, I'm in a film with Maximilian Schell and, and Stanley Tucci and, and Christopher McDonald. I'm, I'm so amped up, and by this time, everybody had heard about the story, and, you know, ETV's on there, and they're interviewing me about it, and, you know, again, I, I just wanted the experience. That's all I wanted. I just wanted to do the film. I wanted to have a reel. I wanted to, you know, really get on camera and, 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 you know, act. I really wanted just to act. Uh, and obviously by that time again, my part had wheedled all the way down. I mean, when I first got it, it was three or four pages, then it wheedled down. And I think as you get to, you know, final cuts or whatever, my part actually wheeled all the way down to one line. <laughs> one line, my part wheeled down because of the haggering. Well, maybe not just because of the haggering, but because I think, you know, when you're making films, you start realizing what parts are necessary, what parts are not necessary. And so you, my part got wheeled down. And it got wheeled down to, I did a scene with, uh, with Stanley Tucci, and I was essentially his 
his assistant, uh, his, uh, his medical assistant or whatever. And, uh, you know, he asked me, uh, he, he called me into the office. I, I walked in and of course I'm wearing glasses and a medical suit. So I'm feeling like I'm in, I'm in the role. I'm in the part. I got my mind right. I'm, I'm a medical assistant. I've, I've done all my research. Uh, and he asked me if there was a, a file that we had somewhere. And my line was maybe in the archives. And that was it. That was my whole part. That was my movie debut. I was so pumped up. I was excited. And we did it about three or four times, and I'm like, yes, this is what, this is exactly what I'm, so what, you want me more feeling, less feeling? How do, you, how do you want me to handle this? Do you want me to, uh, you want me to get a deeper voice? Should I get a little bit higher? I mean, how do, how do you want me to, I was, it was, ex, I was just excited about the whole thing. So I do the film, uh, and I come back, and, you know, I, you know, I'm getting, I'm getting credit for, uh, you know, with people going, you know, good luck, you know, Good for you standing up against the NCA and all this other stuff, and and and, and I and I appreciated it, and and and, and but the point was not to make, uh, you know, I wasn't trying to make the NCA look bad. I wasn't trying to sue them for millions of dollars. I wasn't trying to uh, uh, get any special accommodations that I wasn't already that I didn't think was already part of what they what they had set up. So. And, you know, they, they're giving me the love and everybody's asking, okay, so what's the name of the movie? What's the name of the movie? And at the time, the movie was called, um, uh, it was called 18th Angel. And, uh, I'm just like, okay, it's called 18th Angel and I'm in this part and, uh, everybody's like, so what'd you say? What'd you say? And of course, it was easy to say because it was just one line. So they were like, oh, maybe in the archives. Like, oh, okay, great, perfect. So, I get back, I, I'm going through all the stuff and, you know, I'm you know, feeling pretty good about myself and so I call the director and I'm asking him, he's like, yeah, you know, we're still working on it, you know, the progress is being made, it's, it's, you know, it's turning out great, blah, 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 I'm like, alright, awesome. Uh, I call him back, you know, probably two weeks later, cause I, I, again, I just can't stand it, I cannot wait to see my little part in this film with Stanley Tucci, who I, I'm a huge fan of. I'm like, yes, I'm gonna. I'm, I got a. I got a part with Teddy too. This is great. I call him back about two weeks later, and I'm like, uh, so, uh, remember the film that I was in? Remember we talked about? Yeah. So, so where are we at? He was like, oh yeah, you know, we we're in the final editing, we did the final cuts and all that stuff. And he said, um, so. I gotta tell you something, and I'm like, oh, oh, what's up? And I'm thinking in my head, like, oh, he wants me to do another movie. Maybe he wants me to do some reshoots. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking like, this is gonna be it. He says, uh, yeah, uh, unfortunately, uh, we had to cut you out of the film. <laughs> I was like, what? Wait, hold, hold on, wait a minute. You, you cut me out of the film. Wait, I. I was on the media. I almost lost my scholarship. I traveled, uh, not getting paid for this. I mean, although I appreciate being here, and it was not the point. But I, all this, and I'm not even in the final cut. He's like, yeah, but you, you, you still get the real. You still get the film footage of it. I'm like, but that's not the point. The point of the whole thing was I was just wanted to see me in a film. I wanted to be like. You know, have get credit on there. I want to see my name in the credits. Maybe go buy the DVD, or at the time it was like I think it was VHS or DVDs were coming out. Whatever. I mean, I thought this is it. This is gonna be my break. And you cut me out of the film. I was so mad. I was so mad. I still had a great time though. I mean, I still that was it was still a dream come true for me. I still had a ball, but I was so. Uh, uh, 
upset and 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 I, I and I think the name of the I think the name of the film changed too. Uh, and of course, once I figured out that I wasn't in it, I don't even care what you call it. You can call it whatever you want because I'm not in it, so I don't care. But uh, it was it was it was a great experience, and and I, and I had a lot of fun with it. And it really really did you know wet my whistle. So uh, we're gonna take another break. Uh, when I get back, uh, I figured I'd share a little more stories and and, and really. Uh, let you know what I'm working on and, and, and how I, how I plan on trying to move forward and I, and, and help others. So, um, we'll be back. Darnell Autry, OTS, Voice America. Internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Are you a real sports fan? Get ready to talk football and anything else sports with Kwame Lasseter, formerly with the Arizona Cardinals, San Diego Chargers, and St. Louis Rams. Kwame's got the experience, so he's prepared to talk sports with you every week on Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk. It's on the Voice America Sports Network every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time. Get ready for unpredictable fun and sometimes a sarcastic look at the world of sports. That's Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. Football and so much more is the focus of Planet Gridiron with Damian Anderson. Join the former Arizona Cardinals running back for a show that mixes, well, a little bit of everything. Damian brings to the program life experiences playing football and will talk about his variety of successes both on and off the field. The goal is to provide you with a fun perspective on life, family, success, and of course, football. Tune in to Planet Gridiron with Damian Anderson, Fridays at noon Pacific time 3 p.m eastern time on the voice america sports channel the fans now have a voice to speak their mind no holds barred they need a bitch's ass and then move on i just just think that the coach made a mistake (laughs) nfl mlb nba nhl speak up up. or forever hold your mouth we ain't playing around here voice america sports you're tuned in to outside the spotlight with darnell autry if you have a question for darnell or his guest please call 1-888-346-9144 that's 1-888-346-9144 or send an email to darnell at darnellautry.com now back to outside the spotlight uh, welcome back, welcome back. So again, we we were sharing. I was sharing some stories, uh, sharing specifically a, a story that I, that my first, uh, um, you know, film experience and and it really whet my appetite um, to want to do more and to be better at it and and have a bigger part and you know actually get on the final cuts of a of a damn movie. Uh, so you know, come back to school. I you know finish up junior year again. Still thinking about the entertainment world. Still trying to figure out how do I work. And still doing theater. Still doing plays in college. And uh, uh, get drafted by the Bears. And I still again, you know, it was a, it, just trying to figure out my way. Uh, you know, on the team, learn the position, learn the offense, all that stuff. I mean, that obviously ate up obviously the majority of the season for me. But then in the off season, thought to myself, well, I gotta still you know pursue this thing and still pursue what I'm what I'm working with and still pursue the entertainment world and. 
uh, uh, I ended up, you know, coming back in the off season for the next year and, and end up getting cut uh, with the Bears. And, and at that time, I was thinking to myself, okay, all right, so I'm done. You know, this is the first time I've ever been cut. It's emotional, but I still got this entertainment thing that I think, you know, I've, I've done some good stuff in the pros. I feel like, you know, I've done the right done the right things in terms of, uh, of, of getting myself out in the media and things like that. So I, I think that, you know, maybe, maybe now's the time to really go and take on L.A. So... Uh, at the time, my agent was like, "Well, you know, let's still let's still look at other teams because I feel like you're still young. I mean, you you haven't really gotten an opportunity um, to 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 play, and so I think I still think that there's opportunities out there. And uh, long story short, it I was uh, I, I ended up in Philadelphia, and uh, while I'm in Philadelphia, I get a I get a note in my locker, uh, and in the note, it's like you know." Please call so and so from uh, I forget what the network was NBC or somebody like that and uh, I call them and they tell me well you know we've we've been looking for you for the last you know two weeks or three weeks or whatever because we're, we're we're filming a pilot of Fantasy Island and we really wanted you to to audition for for a role in, on the show and that right there just just hooked me. I was like, "Wow, really? They really sought me out. That's that's awesome. That's great." I mean, I mean, I'm, I'm upset that I didn't find out till like three weeks after the fact. But I mean, they 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 were interested. That's I must be doing something right. Maybe 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 the entertainment thing. Maybe this is the sign. You know, the sign that I needed to to do the entertainment. So uh, I decide that after like I was there in Philadelphia, I wasn't playing. I was practicing, but I wasn't playing. Uh, I decided that, you know, rather than, you know, practice and, and sit out games, I mean, I'm earning a nice paycheck, which I, you know, wish I would have hung around for that. But I'm like, you know, I think, I, I you know, I, I got to go to L.A. I think that this is my calling. I think that this is this is the break I'm needing. You know, they're 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 looking for me. You know, I'm like, oh, yeah, they, they they're looking for me. I've, I've done some stuff. Um, so I, I go into uh, uh, Ray Rhodes' office, and I'll never forget it. I'm scared to death because Ray Rhodes is is no joke. I mean, he calls it as it is. He will curse you out if he thinks, if he thought you were not doing what you needed to do, he would curse you out on the field. He's one of those old school um, tough guys. He played in the NFL for a long time. He's the head coach. I'm now now I'm got to go in there and tell him that I retire because I want to go to the go to L.A. and pursue this this acting career. Yeah, I'm nervous. I'm sweating. I go in. I tell him, I see, you know, Ray, you know, I really, I really want to, you know, I really want to pursue this acting thing. I don't think that the football is where, where, where I need to be right now. I think I need to be in L.A. really pursuing this thing. And long pause, long silence, and I'm like, oh, here we go. He's about to curse me out, but it's fine because I'm leaving anyway, so it's fine. Uh, and he looks me in the eye, and he just basically gave me his blessing. He basically said, you know what? Good luck. Uh, you know, if you ever need, and he said this to me verbatim, if you ever need a bad guy in one of your films, let me know. And I was like, you got it, no problem, you'd be the first person I call. So I jump in the car, and I drive across country, and I, uh, I head out to LA. I, you know, I have limited money in my pocket. I mean, I've got decent money, I'm probably got, you know, twenty-five, thirty thousand dollars or something. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm in LA though. I'm I'm right in the thick of things. I'm ready. I'm ready to do all of it. And uh, I quickly learn that um, just because you're in L.A. does not mean that you can be in films and or TV. 
Right. Uh, and I also learned that just because you played in the NFL does not mean that you get to be in movies and or in TV. And I'm just, I'm shocked. I, I am, I am running from audition to audition. Um, you know, I, I, I never really had a hard time finding an agent. You know, agent, that was, that wasn't the hard part. The hard part was, you know, getting the auditions and all that stuff. And I, and I tried to, I really, I was, I was stressing. The more no's I got, the more people that kept telling me, no, you're not ready. You're not ready. You're too green. You're not ready. You're not ready. I was just getting frustrated because again, now I've, I left the NFL. I'm, I'm, I want this so bad. I'm ready. I can do this. And, and I just, I just never, you know, I didn't take it. I didn't treat it like I treated my football career at that time. You know, at that time, that's, that's a whole different ballgame. When you're in LA, and you're actually on the ground and you're doing auditions, which is its own beast. You know, you're doing auditions, you're in front of, you know, producers and directors and you're in front of casting people. That's its own animal. So I didn't, I didn't catch on to that part of it. You know, I, I, I just assumed it because I had a nice background and, and people know that I really wanted it and, and people have heard of me maybe once in a while and, 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 you know, I just, you know, and Fantasy Island called. I thought, oh, psh, come on, let's, you know, let's do this, you know. Uh, but I wasn't ready. You know, I was not ready. I was not prepared uh, for the real world of the entertainment world. And at that point, you know, I got told no over and over and over again. And basically, I got ran out of town for like, you know, eight months. I spent eight months in L.A. And it was, I like to call it a, a, a kick in the groin every day. That's what it felt like every day, you know, and and they're pretty brutal. They're pretty straightforward. They're like, hey, he was, you know, they, they'll call your agent, you know, after you do the audition, they call your agent and be like, um, he was terrible. And they, they don't they don't pull no punches. He's not the right look. He was terrible. He needs a lot of work. Uh, he, he, you know, he fumbled around his words. He just didn't know his lines. I mean, they, they let you have it. So. It was pretty depressing. It was really, really depressing and really, really deflating. And then I spent, you know, a few more months trying to, you know, after after I spent nine months there and I decided, well, maybe I go back to Chicago. I kind of bounced around a little bit trying to find my way. And I, you know, couldn't quite figure out how to, you know, I, I still got this football thing that's going on, but I still have this passion that's going on in my head. And so I was I was battling these inner these these inner beasts of how do I balance everything out and. uh Long story short, I decided to uh, you know, go back to the NFL. You know, really prove that I belonged. Really prove that I could that I could perform there. That I could score touchdowns there. That I could be a value team member. Uh, I go to Philadelphia. We have an unbelievable year. I go. I missed two full seasons, or ninety uh, percent of one season, and then uh, another full uh, season. And then I, I made the team and went back to Philadelphia. Uh, but again, still thinking in, in my head, like, okay, I'm going to use this to get to the next level with the entertainment, and, and I'm, I'm going to work this. Um, you know, and now uh, I, I get it now. I, I get it. I get how they're related. Um, we had a great season. We went to the playoffs. It was so much fun. Um, off season, I'm starting to think now, all right, now I'm going to go back to L.A. I'm going to do this, you know, during the off season. I, I got a better hold of what, what they're expecting, and, you know, I'm going to go back to the agents and all that stuff, and then I get cut. And then I was like, okay, well, now that I've been cut, I, I, I'm gonna go back to LA and I'm really gonna 
to to hone in on this thing and and I did and I and I went back out to LA and at the time I was working on a show one of the guys that one of my good friends works uh, uh worked on a show called What I Like About You Amanda Bynes Denny Garth and he said you want to be an extra and I was like absolutely so I I go out there and I'm on this show and I'm I'm an extra so I'm doing the blocking and I'm standing in the lights and 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 again, I, I'm now taking nothing to chance. I'm taking that same discipline that I used in sports, and I'm, I'm applying it to this this job, this this stand-in job where I, I'm taking notes for blocking and I'm rehearsing, and you know, and and in a stand-in, you're basically standing in, as it says, for the actor, so that they can set up the cameras for the show. So I was doing that, and I was really loving it. And I was auditioning on the side, and you know, I got they threw me in the show a couple of times, which was excellent, and and that was a great experience, and I got. An opportunity to do um, an episode of the District uh, with Craig T. Nelson. I actually had a scene with Craig T. Nelson, which was which was awesome. And and it's interesting because you know Craig T. Nelson's he was a, he was a pretty big sports fan, so he was familiar with with me a little bit. And you know we talked real briefly. I mean he's a big man. I mean he's like I think Craig T. Nelson's like he was like six seven or something. He's huge. Um, but you know, and he was you know he he was known for his character on Coach. But he was in the district. We had an episode together, uh, and again, I was just really felt like I'm really starting to make traction. I'm really making headway. Uh, I did a national commercial for Adol, um sorry, Tylenol Eight Hour, uh, and and I loved that. And I was making money. And I was doing well, and and uh, I was I was. I felt like I was there, but I was not there. Still, you know, I was, I was doing stuff, but I was not, you know, you're either there, you're either in, or you're out. And I still felt like I just, I need more training, I need more honing, I just, I'm still not, not there yet. Uh, so, uh, that was at the same point where I decided that I needed to actually go back to school and, 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 and finish up the degree and really get better training and, and finish up this theater thing and maybe get some lessons and some things that I didn't didn't necessarily get the first, you know, three, two years that I was there. I actually was in the theater program for only a year and a half because I left winter my junior year. So, you know, I needed maybe that other year and a half to really develop and, and really take this not just serious but use the same kind of discipline, like I said earlier, uh, with the football. So... I, 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 so I ended up going back to school and I, I actually re, you know, when I re-enrolled, I went to a junior year winter quarter theater class. And in Northwestern, you're in the same theater class for all three years because you're not allowed to declare until your sophomore year. But I joined this class winter year. I'm 29 years old. I'm in this class of, you know, uh, juniors, super talented group of people. Uh, they really taught me a lot. They really showed me a lot of things that I, you know, I thought I got. I mean, I'm, I'm a veteran in life, but, you know, they, they were really talented and I, and I learned so much. Uh, and I ended up, but also added on a, a communications major just so that if the theater thing didn't work out like last time, that I'd actually have a degree that actually could get me a real job. So, uh, when we come back, uh, I will share with you, uh, where I see the 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 future of this uh, of my of my entertainment career and how I really want to help others out and really want to support uh, the arts and crafts and and sort of combine my passions for for sports and uh, for entertainment. Uh, we'll be back with you, Darnell Autry, OTS, Voice America.
internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Do you feel the need for speed? Whatever your addiction, NASCAR, IndyCar, NHRA, Formula One, or even lawnmower racing, Pit Pass USA has got you covered. Larry Henry here, host of Pit Pass USA. I put my 30-plus years of being a motorsports broadcaster to work to bring you not only the best guests, but also the most interesting guests in racing. Pit Pass USA with Larry Henry, your front row seat to the world of racing. Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Sports Channel. Be there or get a DNF. Spin It with Chuck Foreman has a spin on so much that's going on. It will be hard to fit it all into the promo. We'll talk about the weekend games, what to look forward to, hot topics in the news. Spin It Old School, which gives a back-in-the-day approach from Chuck. A no-spin zone where Chuck gives an unbiased opinion and lets you do the same. Chuck will be taking us around town and around the world with news, happenings, and more. It's football, news, and happenings. Tune in for Spin It with Chuck Foreman. Foreman, Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. The opening kickoff is a beauty. It's a fly ball, deep right field. That goes O'Neal. He's at the shot. Got it. With 2.8 seconds left to left. I don't care where they put him. This one is out of here. From high school to the pros, we, we cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. You're tuned in to Outside the Spotlight with Darnell Autry. If you have a question for Darnell or his guest, please call 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or send an email to Darnell at DarnellAutry.com. Now, back to Outside the Spotlight. Welcome back, welcome back. Um, so I figure, I figure right now is the time to do some little, uh, a little disclaimer. Uh, and part of the, the exciting part of me being able to be on this radio is that, on the show, is that I can do these disclaimers and say, listen, you know, the things that I talk about and, 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 and the things that I share, you know, I come from a perspective of not what, how awesome things work or how terrible things were. Uh, I, I'm really, I really share these stories with you because there's lessons in them. You know, there's things that, that, that I can, that, that hopefully when you listen, you go, wow, you know, there's lessons in there. There's, there's, you know, survivor lessons. There's real life. You know, everything doesn't end in, in, in a happy story like a, like a movie. And, and every pun intended. But, you know, I, I share these things because I, I you know, I, I want to make sure that, that it's not coming across as, oh, I'm bragging and all the cool stuff that I did. It's not that as there is, you know, this is reality. You know, I went to LA. It didn't work out. You know, I had a short NFL career. You know, I, would I have liked to both those careers to work out bigger? Absolutely. Am I completely done with the entertainment? Absolutely not. I'm serious. I'm sitting here on the radio station and this is my, this is my passion. This is my joy. So I just want to make sure that everybody's listening and don't think that, oh, you know, God, aren't you cool? You were on TV and all this stuff. No, that it, this, there's just lessons. And, and as I talk to them, I'm actually reliving these lessons. And I go, oh, yeah, I remember that. So that spurred this. So, um, But the the one thing that I, that I want to let you know of where I'm at now is, you know, I have these experiences and I have all these lessons that I've learned. And, and, and you know, my, my goal and dreams uh, uh, are still uh, entertainment-based, but they're, they're also sports-based as well. And, you know, I have a dream uh, to start a uh, production company where 
we do uh, independent uh, documentaries. We do uh, sports independent sh- uh, um, documentaries about interesting stories, interesting people, uh, great teams. Um, I, I, not just documentaries, but also I'm working on trying to develop, uh, I'd love to develop a, a sports TV show. And I would tell you guys what the principle is, but I don't want anybody stealing it out there. But, you know, I, I have all these entertainment ideas that really I get an opportunity to be creative. Uh, I get an opportunity to, to, to mix my, my two lifelong, you know, passions. And that was, that's sports and that's entertainment. And, you know, the goal is to, to, to set up this production company where I'm doing, you know, independent films, uh, documentaries and independent films that are centered around interesting people, uh, interesting sports stories, um, you know, you, you name it, uh, stories about, uh, uh, people that, you know, uh, that had it all early on and then eventually lose it all. And then, you know, how do they cope with it? How do they deal with it? Uh, I'm working on a, uh, a project now where, it was a doc. It was a reality show that I was working on. That's about me getting back into playing. Imagine that. I'm 35 years old. You know, I'm a bit overweight uh, and definitely a little bit out of shape. But you know, this this reality show was really about you know following me getting back into shape and playing overseas. Playing in uh, you know overseas they don't do professional, but overseas is probably they they do clubs. So it's probably uh, you know uh, junior college level. And and at my age, I thought maybe that I could be uh, uh, successful over there. So we were talking to uh, some investors and some some networks and really trying to you know develop it. Obviously, I hadn't come to fruition yet uh, and you know time is ticking in terms of my age but you know I always thought it would be very interesting and and, and for no other reason because obviously I'm 35 years old me getting back in the NFL uh, that's not happening but for but to be motivational you know to say hey you know here I am at 35 years old I'm you know 30 pounds overweight you know um, you know I got aches and bumps and bruises like everybody else but here it is getting back into shape if I can do it at 35 anyone can do it and on top of that, the bigger picture is, is that if you really, really want something in your life, go get it. You know, there's no time better than right now. There's no time better than to say, hey, you know what? I'm just going to do it. That's all. Melanie last week was amazing at that. She saw the NFL. She saw the Super Bowl on TV and said, I want to be a part of that. And she just went out and did it. You know, and that's what this this reality show was really about. And I really hope that that's really what my story is about. You know, I I took chances, I took risks, I, I you know I put it out, all, you know I put it all on the line because I I I would rather swing for my dreams than to not swing at all. And so you know I took those chances, I took those risks, and, and it cost me sometimes, and sometimes it worked out. But for the most part, the reality is, is here I am at the radio show. You know, still working, still, still pushing to 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 have the the dream that I always wanted, and and and, and the entertainment industry and the film business is is that is that dream. You know, another part of that dream is I really wanted to start uh, um, uh, a a uh, youth camp, and in this youth camp, I would do I would I would obviously film them and 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 really tell some great stories about some great kids, and and maybe some of them turn into NFL pros, maybe they don't. But in the end, I think, again, it's combining my two passions. It's combining the, the, the sports and the entertainment, you know. And, and, and if I can, if I can uh, 
uh, if I can do that successfully, if I can use my ups and downs, if I could use those roller coaster events in my life to 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 inspire others, uh, if, you know, if you guys ever have any any questions, any things that that, that you have concerns, uh, please feel free to to email me at darno at um, darnoautry.com. Uh, I, I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to hear what you guys' dreams are. And, you know, this production company that I'm setting up, it's independent. It would be for documentaries and independent films. And it would really support, it would really be about helping young talent and new talent give them a platform to perform on. I think there's no better opportunity than one that you really take chances on people and you really give the the young folks an opportunity and the new folks an opportunity, whether it's behind the camera or in front of the camera, whether it's acting, whether it's uh, scene design, whether it's, uh, you know, uh, uh, directing, you know, th- my my vision for this company is really about putting people on and giving them opportunities and 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 giving them entertainment opportunities that are really really tough to come by. I mean, I I was in L.A. I know it it ain't easy. It's not easy. And and this company would be based in Chicago, which I think we have a great infrastructure in Chicago. We have a lot of talent in that city, um, you know, and it's in the works. It's in the works. And if if it has to start somewhere else, like here in Phoenix, we start here and then we go to, to Chicago, that would be great too. But, you know, this is not about, you know, Darnell Autry being a star. This is about how does Darnell Autry use his experience? How does he use his 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 knowledge in both the sports and entertainment? The, the things that went good, the things that went bad. How do we use all of that and make a really really successful, uh, um, inspirational, uh, positive uh, production company that is that that is profitable. That is, that is fun for everyone to be involved with. And that puts people on stage to really go out and do some big things with their life. To, to, to be a movie star, to be a big time director, to be, uh, um, the best scene designer or the best, uh, special effects, uh, person out there. I mean, this is really about a collaboration of everyone. And I don't know everything. I, I don't even profess to know everything. I just know that I have a passion for it and I have a drive for it and I have the discipline to make those things happen. And I think that I'm a positive leader, and I think that I'm ready to learn. I'm ready to team up and collaborate with the young, the old, the inexperienced, the experienced, because I think that we can always learn from something. So we so we can learn from everyone. And and I appreciate you guys all listening today. I hope you all learned something. Uh, hopefully next week, uh, you know, I'll do a better job. It'll be more entertaining. Um, I'm not quite sure who the guest will be next week, but I'm, it's going to be somebody special, I, I assure you. Thank you very much for listening. Darnell Autry, OTS, Voice America. Thank you all very much. Thanks for listening. Outside the Spotlight with Darnell Autry can be heard live every Friday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Come back next week for another exciting show. We'll be right back.